Good evening, Richmond Hill. Please pray with me. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be ever acceptable in your sight. O oh God, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. In this benediction that closes his second letter to the Corinthians, Apostle Paul almost makes peace seem easy. After a rather tumultuous letter in which he wrestles with a community in conflict, on first listen to this benediction, he almost seems to say, be nice to one another, as if this is what it means to live in peace. To be honest, as a white woman, I grew up with this idea of what peace is. To live in peace means to be nice, to be pleasing, to not offend in any way, to always keep the peace, no matter the cost. But here's the thing, and I'm going to be blunt. Lots of kind, loving people being nice to one another, trying to maintain order within a system of injustice. It's not peace. And I am speaking particularly to my white siblings in Christ here. If we are nice, loving white people living in a system of white supremacy, which we do, we often, and I include myself in here too, we often replicate the very racist systems in which we live as we try to keep the peace and maintain order in our churches, our communities, our cities, and our country. Peace is not easy. Peace is hard. White supremacy, the belief that white people are superior to those of all other races, especially black people, and should therefore dominate society, it is not only an explicit or implicit bias in the hearts of people, but it is also an ideology, a system that has embedded itself into the very fabric of our society. Its power lies in its adaptability, shifting from the enslavement and torture of enslaved African people to segregation and Jim Crow, to the war on drugs, to mass incarceration, and police brutality. White supremacy killed George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin and Oscar Grant and all these names that have become so brutally and hauntingly familiar to us. I know we know all this and I know we know that this is not peace where there is injustice, there can't possibly be peace. Where there is no justice, there is no peace. I will say that the week that George Floyd was killed, that was a low for me, and I know it was for so many of you. And I know that my grief is undoubtedly different from yours, particularly my black siblings in Christ 
who know this pain far more personally and viscerally than I ever possibly could. But I felt a feeling of hopelessness descend on me that week. Did any of you feel it? Coming after two months of COVID lockdown, where this disease that at first seemed like the great equalizer was in fact further exposing just how deep the racial inequities run in our health system and in our society. I just felt hopeless. I felt like nothing could ever change. And I'll admit, I was struggling to find Jesus in all this. I felt distant from God. And to be honest, I just plumb forgot about the Holy Spirit. And then came Pentecost Sunday. I noticed a flutter of the Spirit, actually in a virtual church service where a visiting pastor, an old, white, retired male pastor at that, preached about justice with dexterity and power over a Zoom call. I donned my mask and I walked to two different protests in Chaco Bottom. One, a car rally calling for local police accountability, and the other, an ad hoc gathering mostly of young people of color, reminding the world over and over and over again that black lives matter. I sat up in the park behind Richmond Hill looking over the city and I prayed, hoping that this flicker of spirit I felt was real. And then over the course of this past week, I have seen the Holy Spirit coursing through our city of Richmond, Virginia. The Holy Spirit is here, moving through the peaceful crowds of people of all races and backgrounds, many of whom are 10, 15 years younger than I am, led largely by women of color who've been doing this work for years, all united for justice. The Holy Spirit is here in the reclamation of Monument Avenue as a vigil for those killed by white supremacy, their faces projected on the marble impediments. The Holy Spirit is here in the clergy gatherings of over Zoom calls and at the Lee statue and at the Lumpkin slave jail as people of faith pray and lament and call for change. The Holy Spirit is coursing through our city Yes, there are moments of tension and discomfort. Yes, movements of justice are messy. And yes, there is sometimes chaos and confusion. But the Holy Spirit is here, and it is giving me hope. Because you know what? Structures can be dismantled. Statues come down, institutions can change. Because with the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the mystery and power of the Holy Spirit, all at our backs, we together can create change. Because as powerful as white supremacy is, God is more powerful. God is more powerful than white supremacy. Because with God's help, we can together create an active, generative peace not a peace built on dominance and control, but a peace of mutuality, com community empowerment, and love. Rereading our text this evening, I wonder if Paul could be talking about this kind of peace.
This benediction comes at the end of a letter to this community in the port city of Corinth, in Greece, a diverse city that at the time was under Roman rule, a city of diaspora, where many different people would have been bumping up against each other in the context of empire. I can't imagine that simply being nice to one another would have worked for the Corinthians either. So Paul calls us to put things in order. And as he does, let's imagine this isn't an order of dominance and control enforced through violence. But instead, this is an order that centralizes the marginalized, tends to the needs of all all of our people, and lifts all of us up in equity and in love. As Paul calls us to agree with one another, Let's imagine that this isn't a tepid avoidance of conflict, but a unified and cohesive stance against justice. And as Paul calls us to live in peace, let us open ourselves up to the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God and the mystery and the communion of the Holy Spirit as we work continuously and for the long haul to dismantle the systems of white pre- white supremacy and create this kind of peace, knowing that we can't do it alone. And so today, as you go out into this wild world, may the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you. And may it give you hope. Amen. Amen.